0: If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only four ninety-five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
1: Hi, hi. Good morning. A man for the times. It's Dr. Doom. Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning, Stephanie and crew. How are you guys doing? Uh,
1: well... You know, we were just saying, Doc, that it's not even just, you know, the stats we can all look at. It's just anecdotally, the number of people I know that have, you know, breakthrough infections, the number of, you know, random, like, friends, my bike shop, my handyman, like, people I just, you know, you, that obviously yeah. are are, uh, are getting infected. The numbers here in LA are through the roof. So it, um, h- how are you feeling? Because I know, we're, you know, they're saying could be January 19th is the peak, and then it goes down, but Maybe not. We also have factors here that don't look as good in some of these other countries for different reasons, right? I mean, yeah, I, uh, you know, I mean, the, you know, like we're drinking our own pee, you know, there's factors yeah. like that.
0: I am I'm, try- I'm not going to react to that, but okay. uh, but yes, you. I yeah, understand what you mean. yeah. <laughs> but you know, the thing that is that I'm very at this point wary about predictions of where this is and where it's going, it just, yeah. We keep getting surprised that a a prediction made um, by experts turns out not to necessarily be true. And Omicron, nobody saw this coming. It popped out of Southern Africa in late November, became a problem in December, and we're still dealing with it. And hopefully it'll go away, but what if it just levels off? It, It really does depend on how many people are still going to be susceptible to getting it. And I think, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, we everybody's eventually going to get Omicron, it's going to get a breakthrough or some something close yeah. to that. Because it's just very prevalent. And it's, you know, it's not as benign as people would like to think either, because the numbers are so high of people getting infected that as a percentage, we're still seeing a lot of people get hospitalized. And a lot of fatalities. We're seeing 1600 deaths per day on average as of last week. And that's a lot of deaths in any day. Can you imagine any other like a new disease or some calamity that's killing almost 2000 people every day in America? Yeah, we would be freaked out. And and I think. Everything's relative, but, you know, we, we have problems. no question well, about it still.
1: Yeah, you were even doomier on Twitter, may I just say, than in person. You said, I suspect severe undercounting of COVID cases because many rapid home tests are not reported. Still unvaxxed, Omicron can kill you. What's your chance of getting COVID? High, Dying from it depends on many factors, but the unvaxxed are playing a crazy game of pandemic roulette. Why? Um, you know, I, we were saying yesterday there's a phenomenon with they're saying... Because they're saying Omicron is milder, people are trying to get it to, to, to you know to just get a, get it over with. I mean, can you please speak as a doctor to how dangerous that is?
0: Yeah, you know, we all would like to kind of get over it, but right. you're playing a very dangerous game by saying and thinking that if you just get it and you you know now you've gotten it and you're going to be safe is uh, unfortunately not entirely true. This is why it's it's roulette, Russian mm-hmm. roulette here because. You may deliberately try to get it. You get it and you can end up in the ICU.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's the problem. And also there's been recent reports, as your team knows, of, uh, of uh, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, saying that a lot of the deaths may still be from circulating Delta. And all of this together means that if you don't get vaccinated, you are putting yourself at risk. How big is the risk? It depends on what's floating around out there. Uh, but it is definitely a risk, and the risk is much higher. There's a 20 times higher fatality rate uh, from uh, COVID among unvaxxed than vaxxed. And you want to play that game? You know, good luck to you. I yeah. just think it's too dangerous what and you, you, too you unpredictable. To
1: yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs, a gripping murder mystery. You said it in terms of predictions, Doc, on Twitter, you said some scientists suggest that Omicron surge is winding down. The pandemic's about to enter endemic state. Let's hope they're right. The problem is the huge unvaccinated regions remain breeding grounds for more mutations and variants predicting where... COVID is going is a risky business. But just on the numbers, as you just said, we have 839,500 COVID deaths as of Monday. Uh, You said if this were sustained, which is a big if, we'd see a million Americans dead from the pandemic just 97 days from now. Um, You said think about that and don't underestimate Omicron's impact, especially for the unvaccinated. Um, I mean... this is but, you know, unfortunately, we're in this vicious circle of stupid misinformation where people go, oh, well, because a breakthrough case is, see the vaccine doesn't work. So why should I get it? Right.
0: Well, Stephanie, what do you think about this? I think that a lot of people don't read newspapers. They're getting their right. news from the Web, from the Internet. And on the Internet, it's very difficult to discern what's truth and what's dangerous fiction. And I think one of the things that we could do is help the public understand where to get reliable information so there's not so much dependency on nonsense and bs that you pick up on the internet that's for the general public what still perplexes me is politicians who should know better reinforcing really really stupid ignorant uh messages that they're getting from from the internet and keeps the public riled up because they're not reading newspapers and this is where they're getting their news. And it's, I'm very concerned about that. And, you know, I have no idea how we're going to stem that because a lot of the politicians realities are how am I going to get elected? It's, What's going to rile up my base? Right. It's
1: astounding. That a, puts us
0: in a crazy situation. Yeah,
1: it's astounding. As we keep saying, if the first crazy, you know, non-cure hydroxychloroquine worked, why are you on to horse paste and, and what whatever it is, the next thing, you know, and then now we're to drinking, you know, drinking your own, yeah. Ivermectin, drinking your own urine. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I, and now this is, you heard this Republican Senate candidate, Herschel Walker, uh, they just released this video. He's, of course, running against Raphael Warnock. He claimed on a in 2020 podcast that he had a mist that could kill COVID on your body. Oh he God. said, did you know I have something that can bring you into a building that will clean you up from COVID as you walk through this dry mist? As you walk through the door, it kills any COVID on your body. It's EPA and FDA approved. They just don't want to talk about it. What? I mean, this person could be in the Senate. Somebody. Mm-hmm. I, 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 then he could join, you
0: know, Rand Paul. Yeah. yeah. You know, ranting Rand Paul um, and this absurd persistence of his accusing uh, Tony Fauci of all kinds of uh, craziness. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Rand Paul promoting these nonsense conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then you have um, Mehmet Oz running for Senate in Pennsylvania, another crackpot who does believe in vaccinations, but doesn't believe in a lot of other. Uh, science and public health uh, theory so yeah the senate could be filled with nut jobs who are promoting what what they're learning i guess from the internet and what the hell kind of Senate are we going to have? If it gets filled up, you tweeted,
1: you tweeted about, you said Rand Paul's nonstop spewing of anti-science COVID ignorance is stunning. You said, come on, Rand, think back to med school. Surely you learned something about reading medical literature and your morbid incitement of violence against Dr. Fauci, just nuts. You're embarrassing us. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't. Okay. So I, by the way, we were talking about this yesterday. Speaking of conspiracy theories, doc is that um, anti-vaccine, conspiracy theories. They're using Bob Saget's death to spread COVID-19 misinformation. Same as they did with Betty White. Neither of them died from the booster shot. I mean, it's just they will take anything. Betty White died because she was about to turn 100 and she had a stroke six days earlier. It was not caused by a vaccine or a booster. Bob Saget, we don't know yet, but I know his dad died of congestive heart failure. We don't know what it is, but it's just they will take anything and make it into, oh, they of course died because of the vaccine. I don't know how to combat so that. If,
0: you know, right, exactly. So the question is, what do we do about that misinformation and the fact that people can get away with spewing this uh, nonsense, which makes life much riskier for those who follow those guys, you know, whatever is being spewed out there. So I don't know um, what we're going to do about it. One mm-hmm. of the things I, I was talking about the other day to somebody was that doctors don't learn a darn thing about public health messaging in medical school yeah and so most doctors most of us are not really prepared to confront this misinformation campaign which seems to be getting worse every day
1: yeah yeah well and by the way bob saget was a vaccine advocate and had said on his podcast that he'd received the booster so they use that to say oh we'll see that was it (laughs) i mean it's just i don't know this environment we're in doc i just don't know It's hard some days not to get depressed, isn't it, going into year three of this and the fact that, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's happening, by the way, all over the world. I was just reading another story about, uh, I don't know if I have it in front of me, but, oh, despite prediction Omicron could infect half of Europe, Europe, residents bristle at new vaccine mandates. So they're having the same backlash there, but they're being a lot tougher with mandates and stuff. And I just, doc, I don't see any way out of this without mandates. Is it today? We may found out about the Supreme court we in need terms of vaccine mandates, but we, I don't know how else we get out of this.
0: We need mandates. There's no question about yeah. it. And the mandates need to be tough. It's like you, you can either, you either prove that you're vaccinated with the two shots and a booster yeah. or you can't come to the workplace yeah, or you can't come into the theater or a sporting event. And, and I think, That is what it's going to take. It's like with uh, seatbelts decades ago when they were first invented, uh, there was almost zero compliance with recommendations to wear seatbelts. And then it became a law, and you'd get a ticket if you weren't belted in. And now it's just part of normal life. When we get in a car, we put on a seatbelt. And I think we're going to have to really think hard about the strategies to deal with this. But the biggest strategy is, in my mind is the mandates yeah. and let the chips fall where they may, but the Supreme court is still deliberating whether or not they're going to uphold Biden's uh, mandates, say for people in the workplace. Yeah. We'll see It's all in flux.
1: Right. Doc, which is why we can't get to common sense that you talk, you and I talk about almost every week and that's mandates to fly. I mean, it's it just as a pediatrician, you must, and someone that's been around long enough to know all about polio and measles and smallpox, to understand, like we're going through this disaster with schools over and over because only 17 percent of kids are vaccinated. We don't, we aren't making it mandatory like it was for every other vac- every other disease we've eradicated. And I, I don't know what to do about this in this political climate. Right? I guess we'll see. At the Supreme Court is going to be a big thing, isn't it? In terms of what we're it is going to be do. a big thing.
0: It's going to be a big thing, and uh, hopefully they'll they'll come down in the on the right side of this. Uh, conflict. And uh, if they don't, it's just another reminder of what happens when you have right-wing extremist Supreme Court justices.
1: I I don't Uh, know what could be a clearer workplace safety thing. It's like Howard Stern made the thing yesterday about smoking. It's just, you know, yeah, you have a right to smoke, but not in front of me, not next to me on a plane or wherever. I mean, that's why we have those rules. You know, you don't have a right to infect me.
0: Right. And nobody questioned that. I mean, you know, there was almost zero pushback against rules limiting smoking. And for some reason, the mantle of personal freedoms has infected people's ideas of what they can and can't do around uh, tamping down the COVID uh, pandemic. It, it's startling. And look, it's, it's because it was made into a political football by Trump and his people. Amen. And now we're stuck with it.
1: Amen. And now it's too late. He's Damn. trying to be a booster advocate, and you know he's getting booed by his own crowd. I all right, Doctor Doom. This was an extra doomy segment. Yeah. Thanks for that. We'll see you next week. Maybe things will be better. Maybe we'll be in an ice pick next week.
0: I, I will try to undo myself a little bit It's hey. hey. possible. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Twenty-one minutes. Take after care, this. guys. Take Thank care, buddy.